watermelon is popping. I'll tell you right now, I love my melon. There's actually 50 shades of melon. Legalize it. Yeah. Melanin. Hey guys, hey guys, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Highly Melanated. Highly Melanated. Melanation. Melanation. Yeah. I love it. Coming to you. Do you love me? Like like Black is beautiful. Oh. Black is good. <laughs> <laughs> PJ here. Yushi baby. Red. Black. And the gang is here. The gang is here one more time, guys. We want to thank you again. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. Hey. Hi. What's going on? Hi. How y'all niggas doing? <laughs> welcome, welcome, Thanks guys. Thanks for pressing play. You know, um, if you this is your first time listening, uh, tell a friend. Uh, stop what you're doing and go rate us five stars if you're Thank listening you. us on iTunes. Grab if you're listening, grab some Altoids uh, because Red's there. Breath. I can smell it from the other side. Mm. I'm Dragon. I'm sorry, you need the Altoids? <laughs> Not the um, one from God. Anyway, um, thank you guys for coming back to another episode. Again, if this is your first episode, we just hope that you enjoy. Um, we are a lively bunch. Um, but yeah, so... And we also apologize because we know we have not been here. This is like the second time we've had this issue where we've had to take a like a break because of scheduling because yeah. some of us have um some of us are booked. Some of us are trying to be talented. Some of us is some of us is you know, I mean she she you know, I mean she some of us has are billboard worthy. Okay. Like downtown Brooklyn. Okay, right there above right above Junior's cheesecake. You know, y'all be lifting me up and shit. You be already up on the billboard. So how much higher you need to be You know, but so we're back again um so how how has everybody been how is how's your weeks have been i mean 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll start. <laughs> um, my weeks have been pretty amazing. Um, I've gotten some really great opportunities that have come my way that I could not pass down. Um, so things have been going well. Uh, yeah, I've been working on set for Ray Donovan. Um, if you guys know that show on Showtime, um, I did a few matching days with them as a featured role. So that's nice. Just Showtime. Complete dopeness. <clears throat> Dope. Yes. Awesome. Yes, Dripping yes, yes. In Dripping highly melanated in Highly melanated finesseness. Be on the lookout for next month's issue of Curves Be Real. I got to do a featured editorial beauty shoot with them. Come on, nice. feature. Oh, come yes. on. It's totally dope. <clears throat> like, it was really cool to do, like, a an editorial, like, high fashion shoot. So, I'm super excited about that. So, that, I, that's what I've been up to. But as, as fun Follow as that, that was, I miss <laughs> being here with you guys. I was sitting in set and holding on Tuesday night and was like, oh, I'm supposed to be recording right now. And I wasn't. And I, I was mean, sad. Yeah. And it's funny because we were going to do one and we tried doing it. A, a episode. We were us. so not We were here. It. And it was a but it was like, oh, it's not the same. Literally. No, but that like really like means like a lot to me just because just the way this whole uh, uh, the four of us like all came together mm-hmm. you know i was kind of like the last person to kind of come in and it was last minute and just kind of like slid into this spot and i'm just it just makes me really it was happy. almost like when you came on it was like you know the moment when like the grid is like dark and you just need that like that one puzzle and, and like you get the piece and you find it it's like oh my god we got the piece and, and you plug it up and then the, the whole thing the whole just lights up, lights up and it's like y'all gonna make me cry somebody else talk about their week (laughs) (laughs) well my week was my weeks have been okay uh Uh, i had posted this a couple of days ago because i wanted to talk about this last time and yeah i forgot which one of youtube like brought it up i think you said something downstairs um that was more but yeah so i had posted this picture (laughs) the other day i just like i've been experiencing a lot of funny things i've been paying i love my mom too like having headphones in my ear but there's actually oh that's and the best thing to do looking and being entertained by everybody Legalize and this child was screaming it. at his daggone yeah, Caucasian yeah. mother mm-hmm. and was telling her eh, shut the fuck up Karen mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I said to what your raisins anymore shout out to Gabriel and Latasha uh I got um if you guys are still listening said you were going to listen to the podcast um we yeah. all looked at each other at the exact same moment like no raisins it was the the funniest like the funniest moment but that's what actually my weeks have been like i mean i already know the answer but did karen at least try to check no, him she did not the I, whole, I mean, she, she, she cried didn't. the entire he, this boy this come on cried. karen this child, but the child the, her name was actually karen so that was like the irony about everything um karen you got to do better that's terrible. For me, my weeks have been pretty low-key. I've um, been trying to, uh, like I said before, get these ducks in a row so they can quack right. Quack, um, quack. And quack, quack. lately they've been Shady quacking. Quack, quack. They've been the whispering. Quack, quack. <laughs> 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 you know, so um, it's been more family. My mother retired, so I've been actually spending some more time with her. Aww. Um, Congratulations on the retirement. Pray for me. Um, 
I love my mom, but we're actually I'm I'm hoping that this time gets us closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, because our relationship has somewhat been estranged for a long period of time, but now that she ain't got shit else to do, okay, um, she about to be around all the time. She about to be calling me up like she did every five minutes for just the most nonsense. I'm like, oh god, this is what we're gonna go through. But look, but you're <laughs> her person that she calls. I have two other brothers from her. But you're the person that <laughs> I know. She I know, calls. and I love my mom. I love my mom. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade her in for anything in the world unless she was like chocolate or shrimp you um, tried it wow okay. <laughs> i wouldn't so <laughs> chocolate covered shrimp Ooh. red how was your week i would try that would you? i know you would that I sounds like actually chocolate really covered good shrimp? if it's like deep crispy but fried wait, why is it gotta be fried chocolate i was gonna say is it shrimp? gonna be like warm <laughs> shrimp like fried shrimp or like cold shrimp like a shrimp cocktail it's gonna be like fried oreos with shrimps oh and chocolate and chocolate uh my week was pretty low key. I actually did a um I was working a lot. So I was busy running around. I um not to talk about work, but I had like a lot of issues at work where people were just, you know, they I guess they're just fed up. They don't wanna be there. They don't they wanna pursue other ventures or whatever the case may be. So I was mm. doing a lot of um working just to try and catch up um with that. Um, the only thing that that was like a real highlight to anything that's happened in the past couple of weeks was um, the I started running again. Oh snap! So nice. I was trying to like lose some of this big boy weight off You'd of me because be I definitely the got on the, sca- the scale. On your so just so, so you know, like um, I used to like be like big into fitness, like going back a couple of years. And then I started this job, which actually takes a toll on your body a lot. Mm. Um, so if you go back to, if you go to my iPhone and you actually check back some of the fitness uh, going back a couple of years, it keeps track of everything. So back in 2015, I weighed 160 pounds. Oh, so you got money and got comfortable? No, well, it's not even because of the job. It was, it was not because I got money. It was because of the job. It's so demanding. It takes all your time, right? Because if I had the same type of job that I had prior to, like, when I where I work now, it would still be the same because I had time to like regulate what I do. So that means you've just been eating bad food. It's just been and not going to the gym either. So now I got on the scale today and. Um, <clears throat> I'm all of 203 pounds. But here's the thing. Seriously? If you don't yeah. like the number, you can change it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And this is why you I started. Can it. You can do it. You, you can, can do it. What? You can do it. I'm sorry. I'm also it. shorter than you. You can do it. You're so you short. You can do it. I you, you can do I it. Hate I hate you. Like, I hate you. Me, 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 me. But yeah, no, but that's what that's How was what that I've been first run? I ran. And I was like, "Oh, this feels good," and mm-hmm. I got in bed. I was like, "I'm dying." Yeah, because <laughs> it was a lot of a lot of pain and stuff like that. But like, other than that, I was just my my week was just really low key, just trying to get ca- all caught up with work. So nothing else. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so <laughs> my week. Uh, well, one thing I did do was go to a purple party in celebration of Prince's oh, birthday. Oh, the purple people party! Yes, because you live in Brooklyn now. Yes, I live in Brooklyn now. Brooklyn, and it was pretty awesome. They had like a band come through. It was pretty dope. I got a poster, so I'm very excited about that. Got my Prince poster. That's like huge. Um, shout out to Vero. We hung out together. It was pretty dope. And then my cousin came through from NC. Shout out to my cousin B Baller. 
Oh gosh, we just got shit faced. That, that's the best thing I can say. <laughs> I'm surprised I made it through work Sunday, but I did it. I was there. I showed up. I showed out. So that was my weekend with the fam. You know that part of that was actually recorded too. It should have been recorded for She's Gotta Have It Too. You know what? They did have a flying drone in the air. Yeah, because part of it dope was because I was like, look at the drone. That was that would be awesome. <laughs> the plane, the plane. But I ain't signed no. <laughs> I ain't signed no release for him, no. Well, that, that, that could use your image. Yeah, well, it's just your body. So I hope you had like that bright yellow shirt, that hat that you have on right now. Actually. You'd be like, that's me right there. No, I had a purple scarf tied around my head, like sideways 70s style. And then I had on like um, a long shirt with some, yeah, I was wilding. I was, <laughs> oh, child. I was wearing what my mama would wear if she went to a Prince concert in the 80s. Well, that's mm. what you So I was wearing lace. Purple lace rain. Lace and tightness. Yes. Purple mm. rain. And more lace and tightness. that what you wore? Mm-hmm. Oh, my, uh, I did see this. Well, wait, this is on Snapchat. Mm-mm. So when and I I, I looked at this picture that you were showing us about what you wore to the Prince party to the Purple party, I forgot mm. what the actual name of the party. The itself. Purple People Party. The Purple People Party. Beep, Shame beep. on me because I really do want to work with you, Spike. Um, we all do, boo. I'm telling you. Uh, oh, well. What did you do to get down from where you were? Let's say around March or so, mm-hmm. to where you're now out here with your belly out, and it's only June. I live in New York and I walk. Mm. Everywhere. But my, but, oh, by the but way, my belly's still here. And when I go to steps, I actually double step. So like, I'll skip steps. Any stairwell that I get, I don't care if the stairwell got a hundred steps. I will skip steps. She really will. Uh, it's really awkward walking with her, and you're not doing it. She's the yeah. oh, she's at the top. And you're like, wait. Yeah, I've actually, <laughs> I've been skipping steps. Like, I've actually been doing it ever since. Um, um, my Bogota crew, holla at you, girls. Um, since we actually said that we were, we were going to start doing that, I've been like skipping steps, like legitimate. And I've been watching myself, like you know how when you walk in and you mm-hmm. look at your side view and in, in, in reflection, You'd be like, ooh. And I look was like, wow. I was like, ooh, child, look at them legs, look at them runner legs, mm-hmm. look at them red butt. Yeah, that's how. I was like, come on with it. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, I feel sexy. <laughs> come on with it. Anyway, <sighs> so. All right, guys. So now that we've had that, the that yummy appetizer that oh, that it tasted so good. Now, uh, you know, let's let's go around the room. We haven't actually done this in a while, and I know some of us don't really uh, drink too heavy, but let's put some ice in or at all. Okay, well, let's, oh, wow, let's oh, ahead, a lot. Let's go ahead and put <laughs> some ice in this little drink, and let's have a little quick little icebreaker. Uh, this might set the tone a little bit, you know for actually what we're going to talk about today uh this will change a little bit i'm sorry guys so let me ask you this question really quick and we'll just go around the room um in the spirit of you losing what you lost or whatever uh as far as you know you begin you became this new body bam bam this brick house ow (laughs) (laughs) um what is the let's say what is if we can go around the room and talk about this what is the worst thing that you think you had to overcome or struggle with Mm. um getting back to myself after giving 100 percent of my love to someone who i thought was deserving of it um and what i mean by that is that by me sacrificing and um pouring forth this love into this person it changed me in every way meaning i was not 
outspoken anymore. I was not creative anymore. I doubted everything that I did. I, I wanted approval. Um, even the way I dressed, I didn't care. Um, and for me, after the whole situation was over, I had to look at my life and take inventory and take uh, stock and be like, okay, where am I? Who am I? And what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? Why do I exist? What's what's going on with myself right now? And I had to really take some time. And it took a couple years, a few years. I'm lying when I say a couple. It took a few years. And um, I finally came full circle um, with being able to get into a place, a headspace where I know who I am, I know what I want, and I don't need to seek anybody's approval um, because I was mentally, emotionally, and physically abused, and um, I still pour forth love, and it was just a lot, you know? It was just a really lot. I know that's kind of vague, um, but the, the, the biggest thing for me to get over or the biggest struggle for me to get over was getting back to myself after I had experienced all of this trauma from this relationship where I poured forth all of my love and being able to get to a place where I can say, okay, I can date again, um, which can be very scary after a situation like that. So that was my biggest uh, struggle or the hardest thing I've had to get over. Hmm. Yeah. Kudos to you for getting I mean, back to yourself. That's so important to be able to get back to yourself. That's what I'm like. Yeah, because I lost, I completely lost who I was. It's to so the point easy where to do that. The food that I liked, the music that I listened to, the clothes uh. that I wore, mm. just everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, mm-hmm. we literally shared a cell phone. So we had one phone and we shared it. And, you know, it was just, I sacrificed everything. I was just like open arms. and. Okay, so real, real quick, looking, <laughs> looking, looking back at that girl now, what would you tell her? don't be afraid to be who you are when you need to be who you are, which is at all times. And guess what? You are everything you need to be at this moment because you are blessed by the universe and the ancestors and your guardian angels. And they're always with you. And you are alive today. And those 56 pills didn't take toll because you're supposed to be here, not because you're supposed to suffer underneath somebody like that, not because you need this person because they have certain connections. Although I did learn a lot. That's one thing I will say I learned a lot. So thank you for blessing me with the infinite knowledge that allows me to be on this platform today to be able to be a part of a podcast and speak forth my truth, you know. So thank you. You know, thank you for helping me to become the woman that I'm supposed to be. But I would definitely tell myself to not be afraid to step out because you have everything you have at this moment and you're where you're supposed to be at the right time because you're perfect. Ah, Shay. Love it. I Shay. Oh, I Shay. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Blair? Um... It's always such a deep, like... It is. It's a, it's a very deep breath kind of moment. It's thoughtful. So yeah. I will say that the hardest thing that I've had to struggle with, and I hesitate to use the word overcome because it's not really something that I think is something that can be overcame. It's just something that you have to learn how to live with on a daily basis. And that was uh, when my brother passed away. Mm-hmm. So... Being able to live 
in a world and in a reality that doesn't have him in it is very hard to deal with and I went through like when it my brother passed away um suddenly he was in a car accident Mm. and he and I were very close like to the point where like I was like his mother basically um so it was I mean obviously like that kind of thing is difficult for anybody but it was very difficult um for me to live each day knowing that he isn't here anymore so I had to overcome that obstacle and learn how to have a daily existence that doesn't have him physically here so that's why I say before it's not something that I feel like I can overcome because it is what it is but it's something that was a struggle to adjust to this new way of life were you too close in age he um it was three years younger than me mm. so he was the youngest out of us and he's three years younger mm. i'm sorry about that I'm thanks so sorry about that. thank you i mean it's this question is a heavy question and it ties into our topic we'll get into that in a moment but i the 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 conversation of loss um whether it's loss of love one or loss of yourself mm-hmm. um it's it's important that we never i mean in my opinion lose sight of that lesson um that's in that and speaking for myself <clears throat> um many who know me know part of my story it's it's a uh, it's it's really prevalent in who i am um my first, like the hardest thing I ever had to overcome was learning how to love myself wholeheartedly without having to worry about anybody else's opinion because the only person who ever made me feel loved is no longer here. Mm. Um, and Clarence Edward Towns Jr. passed away September 28th, 2003. It's been since then that I've ever felt that type of love from anyone but myself, which is just recently. Um, so it's like, whenever I hear, you know, and I see tears and I, I hear these stories, it, it just really reminds me that, as you said, this is not something you have to overcome, but this is something that you live with on a daily basis, you know, and it just teaches you how to be stronger. Um, there were moments through that, through these, what is this, 15 years now, um, which is coming up. This is the 15th year, um, and I still celebrate it um, every year, birthday, anniversary of passing, anniversary of diagnosis, because um, he passed away from cancer within three months because the UMDNJ, the wonderful hospital there, gave him a diagnosis of testicular cancer, which he did not have testicular cancer, so the chemotherapy that they gave him killed him much faster than he would have and um it being shut out from my entire family i mean not my entire family but my immediate um and basically having no other place to go been homeless for a year um doing all types of things as a young gay boy would 
um, who's been in a lot of those situations where, you know, I've, I, I have done a, I have done some strange things for change back in those days um, because I didn't know how to love myself. So I think that, you know, it, it many nights uh, I experience, you know, kind of what we're going to talk about. Um, and it, I think the strongest thing, like I said, that I had to overcome for myself is just the learning of my worth and how important it is for us to like know who we are and pay attention to it and acknowledge it. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's so interesting how we as individuals, as communities, we, the way that we rationalize, um, I guess what our struggles are, what are some of the things that we have um, hurdles for, because while I am definitely affected by deaths that may have occurred in my family or deaths of friends or loved ones, um, I know that for me, um, I guess I'm rational in the sense that like if those things happen, I, I, I kind of go like, well, that's something that could have like that couldn't have been prevented. Like you, you, you can think, sit down and think about all of the outcomes um, that are there or that could have happened. And they all kind of result in the same thing. So I, I'm definitely sad and, and, and heartbroken by those things. Um, but I guess my biggest struggle is just being able to rationalize with my myself being my myself. Um, I know that one of the struggles that I have with is, um, and it sounds very taboo, but is, I guess, failure or success, depending on how you look at it. Um, I came from and I was very fortunate to come from a, a two parent household that had um, I won't say that we had we can get anything you know that we that me and my sister wanted but we could probably get more than most I've, I've I grew up around kids that would constantly um, kind of I, I guess compare themselves and their families to our family um, and they would say, your father always got this car and this and that car. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, you know, they do this and they do that. And, oh, you, it must be nice. You got a dad, but I don't. And, you know, um, and I think in the long term, uh, you know, kids will be kids at, at the end of the day. And I don't think that I would expect kids to understand the how, you know, how that might affect somebody else. But, you know after a while it, it, it did you know make me think harder about how I felt and how what my position should be like here I am I'm someone that was granted lucked out because that's really what it is lucked out was granted and afforded some of the things that some other people can't get or receive and mm. and uh, sometimes I feel like I, I don't do enough Hmm. sometimes I feel like I dwindle it away. Sometimes I feel like I, I need to be doing more. Sometimes I feel like I'm not providing for my my family or, or, or my loved ones that are around me. 
Um, so in that sense, I, I constantly, um, you know, I, I don't do it as much now, but in the past, I've definitely questioned myself and what I what my capabilities are and what I should be doing. I mean, to this day, and I mean, it's nothing unusual when you sit down and, and like I said before, when you sit down and rationalize it, it's nothing unusual for you to be 20, reevaluate your life, for you to be 30, reevaluate mm-hmm. your life, to be 40 and reevaluate your life. But here I am, I'm going, well, why didn't I do this? I have the brains to do that. Why didn't I take care of this? How come I don't, even down to the, even down to the, to the fitness aspect of it, you know? You know, I sit down and I go, well, how come I can't just get myself in the gym? How come I can't just go run it? Like, you know, not thinking that about the the, the limitations that a human being or a person might have, whether it be physical, emotional or spiritual. You know, you're not thinking about those. I just kind of like I constantly say, like, I just need to keep going and going and going because I need to be there for everyone i need to do more i need to show that like i i i put this to some use and um that's been an ongoing battle for me because i i just i just want to be great and but at the same time it's it's so much more than that i just don't want to be great i want to be great because i want everybody else to be great mm-hmm. and um it's tough because like you know your emotions really go on a roller coaster ride um some days you're up and you know you're fine and then other days you're like what the fuck am i doing with my life so um i I think that really i i don't think that there's much to say about behind it other than that really goes into kind of like into the topic that we that we want to talk about today which is just like you know being depressed and how does that affect you mentally like who are you uh, who are around you to sit down and you just be able to talk to about your feelings and how how we want to you know get out of that so you know it's not the last minute option and it's too late and now you're you're hanging yourself like you know someone like Kate Spade or Anthony, Anthony Bourdain, Bourdain or or Lee Thompson. I mean, there's a there's 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 a bunch of people. Lee Thompson was years ago, but you know, I'm looking at some of these people like Kate Spade. You know, what does success look like to you? Mm-hmm. And I'm I, and I and I ask you guys that question because Kate Spade's net worth was 150 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Talk about the main course. Hmm. So what what does that look to like to you guys? Because I can sit here and I can say like I got $150, but you know, come tomorrow I might go. Well, I think the thing and it relates to a lot of what you were saying is you don't know what people's internal, you know, struggles are. Like everybody has different levels of 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 what they consider success to be. Mm-hmm. And everything is always better when you're on the outside looking in. So, you know, we're looking at, you know, Kate Spade's, you know, what we consider her success and same thing with Andy Bourdain and just kind of what you were saying, Chris, with people looking at you and your family and saying you guys have it all, you know, but they don't understand what's actually happening with that person and what they're dealing with mentally, physically, emotionally, all the above. And, you know, 
because all of this has been happening so recently you just hear about you know like this person just committed suicide and this person just committed suicide I remember one of the things that I saw on social media was this post that said everybody is so quick to be so sympathetic uh, about suicide but nobody wants to have the same type of sympathy for mental illness Mm. people want to sweep mental illness under the rug Mm -hmm. but then the result of mental illness everybody has such an outcry for it it's like okay like that's you know great in its own way but what do we do about the the catalyst to something like that to the point where somebody decides that they want to take their own life they're it's so bad for them that they just don't want to be here anymore like what do we do before that how do we how do we help somebody before they get to that point and like I know for me I think I think therapy is just God's gift to it the world. The best yes. thing. Therapy Absolutely. is amazing yes. and the best it thing just you could pay for. it sucks so much okay. that and I I do think that it is turning a corner but I know typically especially in the black community mm-hmm. therapy is very taboo it's very pray on it it, it's right you don't need therapy you need church it's like okay well that's great but i need a therapist too like so when my brother passed away i started going to therapy you know to talk about it and i didn't tell anybody in my family that i was going to therapy i didn't tell my mom i didn't tell my dad i didn't tell my brother i didn't tell anybody and partially because i was i don't want to say ashamed but i didn't want my family to know that I was struggling with it that much Um, because for the most part um, I tend to be a little more reserved about that kind of thing Uh, well let me not say reserved I just didn't have I, I feel like everybody deals with death in their own way and I didn't have the same type of you know dealing with it that like my mom did like my mom was very you know she was very for lack of a better word dramatic you know it was very visual what she was going through and I was more so very reserved and just kind of wanted to take care of my feelings on my own internally kind of thing and so that's why therapy was good for me because I could do it privately I could have somebody that I could talk to about what I was going through and the emotions and all of that and it was an impartial person you know somebody who didn't know me so that way they could provide some objective advice or objective guidance and that's what I went to therapy initially for and it led into talking about just all these other things in my life you know it it became a place where I could just you know let go and talk about all the things that were issuing that that were that were issues and that were bothering me and it led me into talking about things that I didn't even know were issues until we got there through this you know therapeutic process so I am a firm firm advocate of therapy I think that everybody should have somebody that they talk to Mm -hmm. about every anything that they're dealing with it's great to have friends that you can talk to about this kind of thing but sometimes you need like an impartial party you know to be able to provide some objective Mm -hmm. guidance and you know it's it's, it's funny how you said earlier that uh, you didn't want to let anybody know about 
you go into therapy um, because, you know, at, and then this goes back to other conversations that we've had before as far as how strong you have to be when you're a, you're, you're a person of color, right. you're a black person. You, 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 it's, it, in some communities, it's harder for us to just like really be fragile. Like we're human, you know, and vulnerability is so important because if you keep up that wall, all you're gonna do is hurt yourself. And I speak from ex- experience from that, you know, because when Clarence passed, um, I went through, I spiraled. I mean, I spiraled hard into like depression, you know, and I'm, I'm still to this day, I'm still uh, diagnosed as a manic depressive. So I understand what it's like to be on that, uh, that spectrum of mental health and Ill, mental um, illness or whatever. Um, and then automatically diagnose you with something and then give you drugs uh, as opposed to diagnose you with something and then let's have a conversation. Let's 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 move to some healing because suicide is not the answer. It is never the answer. I tried to kill myself eight times in my entire life, and nobody's really know the actual full number because I don't talk about it that often. Um, I only talk about it when I come in contact with someone. I see who has kind of as a as an older gay man when I encounter, and this actually just recently happened. Um, encountered a young individual who was just like misguided and I was just like I hate to sound like the older gays before me and was like oh baby you just young but oh baby you just young your life is so much worth it's so it's worth so much more than what you see right now you know I I, I can remember myself sitting on top of a roof of a building with my back face to the wall and just getting ready to like go backwards. And if it wasn't for my cousin at the very moment that he called me on my blue Sanyo flip phone uh, to say, bitch, what you doing? And I was in tears, but didn't want to let him know I was in tears. So Mm -hmm. I held it in and ended up going to sit at his job because he worked at a, uh, he was a front desk person. So I, I sat there with him and he does not know that that was the first time he's ever saved my life. He's done it twice before. Mm. Um, And each time was just that same way. You Mm. know, like, I don't know, but God, hey, let me send you this person right here to save your life. That's the thing. Like, why are we so, why do we feel like we need to just kind of keep this wall up and not let people know, like, these struggles that we're going through? Well, can I? When you go ahead. No, I was just gonna kind of like answer from my experience. I Mm -hmm. think I I can't say that I've active I've actively tried to kill myself, but I've definitely like been like to that point where I was just like, all right, let me start thinking about some stuff. I think you get to that point where you just you you wanna you. I think us as human beings, us as black people i think we're very prideful and i think we want to just handle it ourselves yeah i think honestly i don't think that you want to be able to just constantly oh let me talk about this let me run to this like any of my friends any of my family members know that i'm pretty vocal and i think that'll be like i think that's the game changer for me where i wasn't like you know uh, more so on the side of like you know i want to consider suicide so i'm very vocal i always had a way to vent it um, but I, ultimately, I always felt bad when I was venting to people. 
Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not for yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, Phil, how many times have I, I t- told you things and I'm just all like, I'm sorry. Like I say yeah. afterwards. Because I don't want to like. It's, and it's so funny because that, that, that I learned to stop doing that. Right. Apologizing. Right. Because I used to always do that. Right. And I think I stopped last year. And somebody just actually pointed out. He's like, you know, I don't. I notice you don't apologize no more. Right. Good for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm sorry. I didn't want to burden you with my right. troubles. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's, again, that's why I'm a firm advocate of of therapy because you have somebody who is that's their job is to listen to you no matter how many times you want to say the same thing over and over again because I feel you I feel the same way like you don't always want to have that same conversation with your friends over and over again because you know you think oh they're they're tired of hearing this or I'm even tired of saying this to them or I don't want them to think I'm a one note kind of person or again the pride kind of thing like oh I don't I don't want to come off as someone who is you know, struggling or doesn't have my stuff together. You want to maintain this image of yourself so you don't let people know what's really going on with you. And I think that that's it's it's a mistake. Like you said, we're human. We have struggles. We have issues that we that we're dealing with, and nobody is perfect. And we need help from time to time or all the time. And it's not it's not a bad thing to admit that, and it's not a bad thing to to seek help and to receive help but it's difficult and it's hard to ask for it Hmm. because a lot of times when we're young we're taught to be strong we're taught um we teach our boys not to cry when uh, they fall down and hurt themselves you know we're, we're taught these things and it seeps over into our lives in other ways and so we feel like we can take on the whole world onto our shoulders and not have anyone to help us because we feel that we can do it all on ourselves because we don't want anybody to know our struggle because we feel like we have to do it all. You know, one thing I read that you see you're kind of reminding me of right now, because that sounds very similar to just like the whole like mantra for like black women. Like, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it myself. I'll do it myself. I don't need help. I'll, you know, put the world on my back kind of thing, move out of my way. And in preparation for today, one of the things that I read was how specifically in the black community, it's black women are more likely to go to therapy or seek some type of help for like mental illness and black men are not. And I think that that, again, relates to Definitely. the pride thing and, you know, and, and there. But man I, up. Y- yeah. You know, yeah. man up and deal with it, you know, kind of thing, because that's what that's what men are taught. Mm-hmm. You know, um, speaking of that, <clears throat> when I was in high school, I was in 10th grade and um, um, there was a classmate of ours who, if I remember right, it's been over 15 years, he um, failed one of his classes, so he was kicked off the basketball team. And so when he left to go home, because he was complaining before he left. He was just like, oh, man, my dad's going to be so mad. But nobody really – we was just like, oh, okay, you know, regular punishment. Um, he was like, my dad's going to be so mad. And then next thing you know, we found out the next day that he committed suicide. He hung himself. He was so afraid of what his dad – the repercussions that his dad was going to bring down on him that he would have rather to take his own life than to deal with his father's discipline. Um, if I remember correctly, 
um, Zaire was a uh, West African, and so his parents were very strict when mm-hmm. it came to education. Um, and so he was like very afraid, and I would never forget the look on his face. His face was scrunched up in agony. You know what I mean? And I remember like after that, our school was quiet for like at least two weeks. Like no one said anything because it shook us all. Like this was an all black school in Newark. Um, what school was this? Chad Science Academy. Oh. And it was um the school was mainly um, people that were from the Caribbean and Africa mm-hmm. and um. It was a school where you had to be smart to go there because you had science and math all four years, um, literally. But the whole school was quiet, like because it shook us so much that it was like, it was almost like we were not familiar with suicide. So it was like, what? What is this? What do you mean he committed suicide? What does that mean? What did he do? Like, why would he do that? Like, you know, we just didn't understand. And for us, it wasn't a part of our everyday reality. So it was like, what is suicide? What does that mean? Like when we heard this word, we were just like, like, what do you mean by that? Like everyone was like literally in shock. And this was 2001, 2000 or 2001 that this was, that this happened. Um, And that will be forever etched in my brain that he, he hung himself. I mean, to, to tie in what you both were saying, you know, like I was looking at just just a few statistics and just a few statistics. And I was looking at a few statistics just to tie in both of what you, were go, what you guys were saying. And I saw that it's 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 so disheartening to even like think about this, even when you look when you do some research, because you never really know this stuff until you actually look it up. But men are have been four times higher than females as far as in suicide rates. Men, mm. male deaths represent seventy nine percent of the U.S. Um, suicides, according to the CDC. Um, men die by suicide three point five three more times. On average, there are one hundred and twenty three suicides per day. And suicide is the tenth leading cause in death in the United States. Mm. Now I need now I need you guys to understand that a lot of times it's like, you know, because we heard about these recent suicides and it's like, okay, let me check in with my people. Let me make sure they're okay. Like you can literally have a person that's smiling, skip through the loo and down the road mm-hmm. and they won't even tell you that when they go home at night that they cry all night. They won't even You know, it's almost like they don't want an invasion of privacy. And, you know, so it's like, how do we look for signs? Like, how do we, like the four of us sitting here right now, how do we look at each other and and truly know that when we go home at night and we leave each other, that we really don't have these type of thoughts? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm glad that you you mentioned that because I think from talking to other people and other people that have either dealt with suicide firsthand or are dealing with family members or friends that have all dealt with suicide. um, A lot of them say it comes out of nowhere Mm. that they just did not expect this person to have these kind of issues. This person could look like they have everything, whether it be the the, the intelligence, the the body, the clothes, the money. And sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. I personally think I'm an advocate that sometimes people just need to vent. 
and you need to be that friend you need to be that person that you know i know you guys like will every once in a while see like memes on instagram that say check on your strong friend check on them because i think that's just like one of the things that a lot of people are missing out they think that this person's okay oh, they got it together and, they're fine and it's not that you know there's been plenty of times where i just and not, I, I mean, I, I use you, Phil, as an example, but only because, like, you're here right now. But there's been plenty of times where I just hit you up just to bother you, mm-hmm. you know, and just to see, like, how you're doing and stuff like that. Not necessarily with that even on my mind. I just, you know, I there are people that I just do to just check on them and that you just have to touch bases with because you just you just never know. It's so true. I mean, yeah. it's just to tie it. I mean, every, here's the thing about this. Like, we're trying to really have a conversation that we need to that. So we can start for other people to have these conversations with your friends, with your close loved ones. Um, a, nobody who knows me from the outside in would look at me to know that I am a manic depressive. There are moments where I literally go into a shell. I don't go outside. I don't go on social media. I may scroll and then I'll hear somebody say, well, you didn't see this or you didn't see this. I'm sorry. I got, I've got so much on my mind right now that sometimes there are moments where I, I still experience this and I refuse to take medication for it. Um, I try to be as into other people's lives to bring me some type of joy sometimes. Um, and this is just my own, um, I, my own feelings of what I go through. Um, but there are, so many people who don't understand as annoying as you may think it is checking up on someone is so important uh i was just talking to a friend of mine it's like when we decided we were going to actually have this conversation today it was just something about the universe was just saying left and right left and right like yeah i just started seeing i just seeing a lot of people really talking about this not even just what's been going on around us but just it's really it's it's important and so i just like reached out to a buddy of mine who told me that i can't disappear because as an actor number one you can't really disappear because that's how you stay on people's minds so you know you gotta be around you gotta be around <laughs> you gotta show your face yep. um you're an actor, you're an actor, actor. You know? <laughs> but when you are a person that is highly respected by others or once uh, they they're they're concerned about you they think about you and they say your name or you you're not around you know you have to uh check in and if you don't check in then you're just as forgotten about Mm -hmm. and then you have to take some type of responsibility for it um for what it is that you bring to the table i i've and this is only my my own perspective i'm not saying that you have to take responsibility for you know, anything else other than I'm speaking on behalf of PJ. I'm saying that there have been moments where I have looked at knives and things. I have looked at all the pills that are in my my uh, cabinets. And this is like not really too recent because within the past couple of years, I've been like excellent. Um, where I just said, you know, I and just we're going to keep you that way. Oh, of course. I mean, uh, because I because now I feel like I have purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's the and I think that's the that's the important detail that you should you was you see you saying about um, he was getting really upset because he didn't want to hurt his father's, you know. Yeah. And that was going with what you said, Chris, in reference to it comes out of nowhere, because I'm sure that he's never had these thoughts before until that moment 
when he failed out of that class and got kicked off that basketball team in that moment and felt like he didn't have any other option and he had to, and he went home what and he was he by himself avoid so the parents didn't get home let's say to an hour or two later so he had this time which you know when something's heavy on your mind like that Jesus. an hour you make rash decisions is like a week. and it's like weighing on you and it's just you and it's some impending doom and that's we coming young. exactly yeah I mean, we're a community, guys. We all have to stick together, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, just to uh, speak on what, what you were referring to, um, you know, when... So there are... Because you mentioned um, in reference to going to see somebody and them not drugging you up. Mm-hmm. Because that's a lot of times why a lot of per- times a person will not necessarily want to see a therapist or a psychologist because they're afraid of the drugging process. But there are natural alternatives. For example, there is... Um, St. John's wort. St. John's wort is a natural alternative to taking um, these prescriptions that they would uh, subscribe. Um, But more importantly, um, seriously, seriously, if you feel like you don't have nobody to talk to, if you feel like you don't have nobody around you, if um, you truly don't have any family and you really do need to talk to someone, um, there is always the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 800 273 82 Five five, and that's eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, and it's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And then you can also text Reason to seven four one seven four one seven four one seven four one. You can text Reason, and again, the suicide uh, prevention lifeline is eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Or you can always slide into our our DMs. We're here. We'll we'll talk to you. We love to talk to people. We love to talk to our our listeners, our viewers. We would love to open up the dialogue um, for this. So please know that we are here for it. We're here for you, and we're here for each other. All right, guys. We really wanted to uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, sorry about the, if the content may have been heavy or maybe kind of cryptic, but this is real life, guys. Hey, it might have helped you out. I mean, and, we hope that somebody and, heard this and heard a word. Exactly. I mean, get Seriously. Some, and, and, we if, love you. You are you, loved. If you don't understand this before anything else, understand that your presence here on earth, no matter what you may think, is important. You is important. You is kind. You special. You is smart. You is beautiful. And you's loved. Just don't bring any raisins. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to wrap up this episode. Um, again, if you anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, you may email us at highlymelanatedpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any other topics you want us to discuss, you may email us as well. Follow us on Instagram at highlymelanatedpodcast. Um, is there anything else I'm leaving out? This conversation was so heavy. It's just like really... Well, what's your uh, dessert to this? What is your final thought? I, I think our our final thought all the way around the all around around is if you have any issues, please contact this number. Understand this: if you have any issues or you know someone who you think is, reach out and call this number. What is that again, Yushi? Eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, and you can also text Reason. To seven four one seven four one, suicide prevention lifeline dot org. All right, guys, you're loved. Remember that. Love you.
You are beautiful. No matter what they say, words can bring you down. I don't. I don't know this song. You are beautiful. Oh yeah, in every single way. You better sing along now. So don't you bring me down today. Can we get a note or something? <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great evening, and we'll see you next time. Peace.